you know how sometimes you just get these epiphanies about like this beautiful trade and it, it is absolutely helpful to both teams and then the person you talk to just won't listen to reason are you talking about me no i'm not <laughs> i'm sure he's speaking about me i'm absolutely i lassie i just had just the it, it is a perfect trade it's so mutually beneficial but Honeycutt doesn't see it. John, he's trying to scam me to make his team better so he wins the championship. Of course I am. Welcome back, everybody out there, to FLFFL Podcast, episode 13. We are back to the regular crew. Um, it's your commissioner, Matthew Honeycutt, and we are here with co-host William Myers and John Lassie. What's going on, guys? Man, fantasy football is almost over. We're almost to the playoffs, and it's going to it's gonna be over before we know it. It's a sad day. Sure. Sitting pretty after a clutch win on Monday night. Thanks to my man, Alex Collins. Woo pig. You ever want to meet a performance, just have an Arkansas player on your fantasy football team. Ugh. And they will give you what <laughs> you're looking for. So, wow. Hmm. Throwing the digs early. I, I can't really think of a good one. So, anyway. That's all I got. It's a good week. Okay. It was – you squeaked it. I mean, squeaked it out. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, it was fantastic. I think y'all are going to hit on it later. But it was just – I actually didn't watch the game, but I was – checking the scores periodically and it was just fantastic to see him just sit on that 1.7 points for like the whole second half it was great well do you know how how low your percentage to win got oh i think it was down to like three percent yeah something maybe like even lower it might have been down to like one percent it just I, started I climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing well, and it- i got Oh, it took it was... forever for it to climb. It was like 6%, like halfway through the fourth quarter because he just needed like three yards. And he would have yeah. won. But he never got another carry and never got another opportunity. And was, I mean, which I don't know. I don't know how accurate those percentages are because it said before the Monday night game, it said I had a 4% chance to win. And I needed to hear Terry McLaurin to score negative 0.2 points. And I'm like, I think there's no, there's no way that that's as high as a 4% chance to happen. You know, so I don't know. Injury and a and a fumble, maybe. maybe. I don't. I don't 4%, know. Four percent, though. You think that happens four out of every hundred times? I don't think it's that many. No, but like an in, an injury at the beginning of the game without McLaurin yeah. touching the ball, maybe. I mean, probably. But not but I'm saying I needed but... negative. Like Kyle was already ahead of me. I needed negative points. You know what I mean? Right, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, what was crazy? I mean, I had written you off. I looked at it like late Sunday. I was like, I was looking through all the matchups. Like, oh, cool, Bryce is going to pull this one out. Yeah. And didn't I didn't check it until I think this morning. And I was like, what in the world? He didn't get enough points to win. Which oh, is that's amazing. And then my second point is, I feel like at some point we got to talk about the Seattle offense. I mean, do do we keep any of the players? Tyler Lockett, maybe. I don't know. He's the only one that seems to be. When Russell it's, Wilson goes to the Saints, you'll you will want him again, I think. So it's tough. I mean, it's I know the Seattle offense is broken, but man, it's it is hard to 
to bench those guys just because of still they're I mean the especially I guess DK Metcalf for Lockett maybe I don't know the draft capital you put into them and you may not have anybody really better you know and their upside technically even though they're they've been horrible is still is still have a really high upside I don't know that's tough that's a tough who, call. who do we feel like has lost lost the most um, of their potential like who's who's at the bottom of the list that we don't feel like is gonna recoup I, I feel like DK Metcalf has got to be it because he I mean he was targeted I don't four know times. how many times four times and I think I literally think three of those came in the fourth quarter and so you know I mean that is just bad it's like you your best wide receiver arguably your best wide receiver you He's can't only best, target him you can't only target him four times. And if you look at, I mean, like, why aren't they doing stuff what San Francisco is doing with Debo Samuel with DK? Like, how dominant would DK be if he was? They were just manufacturing touches for him to make, help him make plays. You know? Yeah, DK is a little bit different type of receiver than Debo, I think. But I think they need to be doing more like slants and turnarounds and. They just got to figure out how to get on the ball. Well, Russ had him wide open on that two-point conversion. Yes. But, yes. All he had to do was loft so. it in the corner, and he was wide open. And yeah. he missed him a few different times. And then he started trying to force it. Three of its targets were just forced. Like, there was no chance he was going to catch it. Yeah. But it's just interesting. I mean, that offense has been known to be a good offense and be consistent and be um, really good with the amount of touches that they have, but not this year. It's tough too. I mean, you know, it, it is tough not having a run game. I mean, not, you know, not that Chris Carson is like the best running back ever, but he's a lot better than Alex Collins and DJ Dallas, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, I'm sure that's affecting him to some degree also. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's, let's move on. Um, you want to give us our quick pod stats, John? Yeah, so we broke the uh, 200 uh, play, all plays all time mark. Yeah. We're at at 203. Um, we have four, uh, estimated audience of 14 and 15 unique listeners. Um, I did uh, share uh, the podcast uh, with my family, who none of them are really sports fans, but they were they thought it was awesome that we were doing a podcast. So it's uh, pretty cool. Nice, sweet, cool to hear. And maybe John, any do we have any mailbag questions? We do not have any mailbag questions. Oh, Classic. Honor. I'm really surprised. Yeah. Typically get a million. I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. I think, you know, Thanksgiving break, people were not, you know, they're yeah, eating yeah, turkey yeah. and just not they didn't want to. Not thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. You're probably right there. For sure. Well, let's go ahead. Let's hop into our quick takeaway for week 12 last week. Um, John, you want to kick us off? Yeah, so we, I was, uh, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned this because I'm, um, fell victim to one of these, but we had some big, kind of crucial big time fantasy players that, that, uh, got injured that may uh, or definitely do affect the playoff picture. Uh, and just, you know, kind of a point, pointing out, like, do, do these guys have good backups that are going to step in? So obviously the biggest news probably is Christian McCaffrey is out for the season. Big time bummer for those people like me who drafted him first overall. He's hardly played this season. Um, I think he. I'm having a hard time not classifying him as a injury prone running back now, mm -hmm. kind of in the same category as Dalvin Cook, who also is injured. Um, 
So CMC's out. Chuba Hubbard has not been, I mean, I think he's been less than stellar for CMC this season. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he steps in um, again, if he, if he can turn things around, Carolina has a really hard uh, schedule moving forward. So I don't, I don't expect uh, Hubbard to do very much. Uh, Dalvin cook is out for the, at least the next two weeks. And um, Alexander Madison has, has been, has proved to be a great stand in for cook and has proved to be a great value for any fantasy owner, regardless of if you have Dalvin cook or not. Uh, and I'm not going to take any comments or questions on that because that is just the truth. Um, Debo Samuel is out one to two weeks um, with an injury as well. Uh, hamstring, I think, um, Maybe, you know, this could be a big, a big game or big next two games for Brandon Ayuk. Alvin Kamara hasn't played since week nine, uh, and he was limited in practice yesterday. Um, and then AJ Brown can't return until week 16. So just some big names, some fantasy relevant players that are out, um, you know, for the last week, what week or two of the regular season and even longer into the playoffs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how teams recover from that. Yeah, a lot of big things out there. A lot of question marks and a lot of people having to replace players in their lineup, um, which could be tough, but it seems like there's more than normal, at least like more like really big name players out than normal. And maybe I'm completely off on that, but I just feel like there's quite a few players who people lean on at this time of the year and they're not, not there, you know, and not just recently too, like Derek Henry, for example, got hurt several weeks ago, but mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels like there's a ton. Maybe I'm off on that. Maybe that's no, I, it's always like this. But I just it just feels like this year a ton of teams are getting hit with really devastating injuries. It yeah. it does feel like there's more like really big names. Yeah, that are out for a while, but I don't know. Um, well, thanks, John. Will any any takeaways? Yeah, so I want to talk about a team we discussed early in the season about whether or not they have any relevant players. Miami Dolphins, uh, decent week this week. Their defense scored 25 points. Dude, it was it killed me. Yeah. It was yeah. rough. Yeah. Actually, if their defense scored none, you still would have lost, so it didn't really uh, kill you, but I understand your point. <laughs> yes, um, that's, that is correct. Yeah, because uh, you good. lost by 30, so it didn't really mm-hmm. matter. Miles um, Gaskin. Had almost 20. He had 19.2. Really solid week for him. And Let's then lastly, go. Jalen Waddle, almost 30 points. I mean, uh, really helped carry Birdman to a nice win this week because if he would have scored, you know, 17, Bird would have lost. So, um, really nice week by the Miami Dolphins. Now, Tua didn't have a great week. He only scored 13 points. And then Gusecki, who we argued or we mentioned as possibly the only fantasy relevant uh, player on the Dolphins earlier in the season. He had he didn't have a great week too. I think he had he had four point seven points. So um, interesting for the Miami Dolphins. You know we had a, a nice week for them. The other question I had and this kind of piggybacks off of what you mentioned earlier, uh, Lassie about AJ Brown. What are we going to do with the Tennessee Titans offense? Dude, like, <laughs> Derrick Henry's out. AJ Brown's out. Julio Jones is out. I mean, are they going to score any points like at all? And not not only that, uh, Randy Bullock missed a field goal and an extra point this weekend. So, um, or I'm sorry, maybe just an extra point. But either way, he had a terrible week, scored zero fantasy points. Um, I guess my only question is this. Do you think there's value in Julio Jones with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown when he comes back probably next week? 
I guess the only he has thing, not been good. So yeah, I mean, I don't think he's been good at all. I, I mean, and obviously he's been injured. But the only only upside I'd say, and I want I need to look and see what their remaining schedule is. But the only upside I'd say is he's the only person they could throw to. I mean, right? I, you know, exactly. Um, let's see who they play. They. So they have a buy. They have a buy next week. They have a and pretty good. I mean, yeah, they play Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, and then Miami in week seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. And, yeah, I mean, their uh, wide receivers have the fourth and the second. Like they're yeah, they're fourth or second easiest as far as like you know how teams have fared against wide receivers that they're going to play. So. The, I mean, it could. It, he could have a breakout the last few games if he gets healthy. Well, and then, I mean, Hill, I think Hilliard, is that his name? The guy that came yeah. in? He had like over 100 yards and a touchdown. They both did. I think both backs had 100 yards. And so, I mean, I mean, they're playing well there, yeah. ground game anyways. But receiver-wise, man, that it's a rough core there. Yep. Left. But interesting question. Any other thing on on takeaways, Will? Nope, just those two things. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll go through mine real quick. There was just some rough games out there for a few starting RBs, um, and these are all RBs that got under seven points this week and some big names. So that includes Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers, 2.3 points. That's McCaffrey. I know there was an injury, but 3.5 points. Najee Harris had one of his – I think this was his lowest – Right, I think his at lowest least, week, at least since week one. Yeah, yeah, he had six point seven points. DeAndre Swift, who had been a top four back, three point nine points. Nick Chubb, a top back, five point nine points, and then the dud of the whole night, Alex Collins. Yeah, but can we just say one of those names is not like the others? Oh, I mean, Alex Collins, of course, <laughs> right. isn't okay. like just there. to be clear. <laughs> yes, that's why. Oh, actually, honestly, I started with him at the top of the list on my notes, and I was like, I can't start with him. I got to put him at the bottom. So he he was the starting back for Seattle. Though. Yes. So I just just some rough games across the board from RBs, guys yeah. that you count on. I know there's injuries involved, of course. Aaron Jones is coming back off. He probably played a week. Nope, that's earlier. his first week back. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He probably played one week earlier than he should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, or we shouldn't, unless you had to play him, you shouldn't have played him because we know injury. Should not have played him. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. You I, didn't, I panicked. You didn't follow your own advice. No, I panicked. I panicked. I saw he who must not be named with 33 points, and I thought, I think Aaron Jones gives me more upset. I need to catch up. So I played him, and I totally panicked. It, my game with Bryce should not have been this close, but anyways, you know. Which on the flip side, I was going to mention this player, the the player you just mentioned that should be not be named. I'm going to name him because he is consistently performing, and that is he Joe is. Mixon. Yeah, he's I, still I, on. He's still on my do not draft list, but I he is he's RB three on the and, year. And we were going to talk about him in just a second in the top fours, but like John said, he is number three overall in fantasy football in running backs. And so you got to give him some credit. There are, there are too many good players hurt. Think about the players that are hurt real quick. There's there's too many of them. Too many of them. I, I yeah. get that, but this overall. Is a, this is a pity top four. <laughs> oh, just, that is just wow. Saying, just saying. Jonathan Taylor is no pity. 
Yeah. He's, he's no, 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 no. Of course, Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler are good players, as is Najee Harris. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> so, what I'm saying it's, is, so again, <laughs> what I'm so, saying is, uh, Joe Mixon should not be in there because players like Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey or Aaron Jones or all these other studs have missed games and just cost them their fantasy position. That's all I'm saying. Too many star running backs have been hurt this season. Okay, qu- question for you, Will. What what will it take? What will it take for you to give Joe Mixon some credit? I actually talked with Bryce about this. Bryce what has to trade take? with me. Bryce has, Bryce has to trade with me, and I'll say Joe Mixon's a good player. Oh, my, you're so you're using wow. trade bait and trade leverage. And you know I what? Mean, Bryce, like Bryce said that's the most attractive part of the deal, and I said, yeah, that's pretty – it takes <laughs> a lot for me to admit that I'm wrong, mainly because I'm never wrong. But in this case, I'm starting to entertain the idea. So I, I could be wrong on this. The, I think the last time we will kind of went off on Joe Mixon was week seven. He scored 11.9. And I, he said, I, I'm going to miss, I'm sure I'll misquote him, but something in the realm of Will said, when he stops scoring 8.1, 10.4, 10.5, 11.9, I'll, then I'll trust him. Then that, that's like when he can prove himself. His last four games have been 25.1, 28, 25.3, 33.3. He's had his last four games. He's had seven touchdowns. Just nuts. We said earlier he's touchdown dependent, so I stand by it. He, mm. <laughs> Even without his two touchdowns, he still scores twenty points. Not yet, Lassie. Not yet. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna I keep a, revisiting. I need if a he trade keeps, to happen. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, we're gonna continue to bring this up and see when when is when is the right time for you to give him some cred. If Bryce hey, will I, trade with me, I'll hear it. You'll hear it next week. So oh Bryce gosh. calling I you do, out. I do want to ask, is it is it time to be worried about Najee Harris or is that a fluke game to y'all? That's a really I, good question. I, I yes, I think play scripts had a lot to do with it because they got so far behind so fast they had to throw a lot. But he also did not do well with the carries that he got. So I don't know. Yeah. So he went on a streak in the middle of the season between weeks three and weeks eight. So it was like a six-week span. He did five games set of by where he didn't score less than 20 points. And in week two, he scored 19.1. And then the four games since week eight, so weeks nine through 12, he's had three good weeks, 17, 18, 17, and then this week, 6.7. <clears throat> So I think if you expect him return to that streak where he was averaging, I don't know, 25 points a game, I think you're probably not going to get that. But I think you should expect him to be back in the 15 to 20 range pretty consistently moving forward, I would I would suspect. Yeah. So I don't think it's time to panic, but I just – I don't know if he's going to give you a run like he had earlier in the season. Yeah. But he plays a ton. He plays a ton. Like – He's always on the field, especially if they can stay in the game at all. Najee Harris is going to be around. He's going to be catching passes and, and running the ball. So, Yeah, I mean, that is something interesting to look at. I mean, his carries, if you look at the amount of carries he gets in ratio to his points, the more carries he gets, the better off he's going to score. I mean, it goes down. When he's under 15 carries, he's under point-wise, too. Yeah. Um. Besides that crazy game where he had 14 receptions, but right, right, doesn't, yeah, doesn't count. Um, so I don't know. What's his schedule like? Does he have Baltimore, Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland are his next five games? <clears throat> I mean, those are 
decent. Those are good teams. Baltimore's yeah. obviously good. Tennessee, their offense, who knows, like we said, but I think they still have a decent defense, if I'm not mistaken. Minnesota's been playing well. KC's yeah. playing well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough when, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, Pittsburgh is not, maybe not, a, or definitely not to the level that Seattle is or Tennessee is, but their offense, Big Ben, it, it's rough. I mean, he just, their their whole team just kind of stinks. It it's not great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, lastly, if you want, I'll trade you both the Green Bay Packer running backs, so we can have the trade go through after this week. So there you go. No, the, I already told I, you. I, I will say that Deontay Johnson has been pretty consistently. No, good. I besides Deontay, he's the probably. I mean, him and Najee are the bright spots for sure. I'm just saying in general when you watch them. I mean, they went down. What? Oh, know. it's painful. It's painful. It, it was. It was. Big Ben, I'm sorry if you're listening. You need to retire, big guy. I think <laughs> you, you need to retire. He'll look so amazing on one play, and then it'll be ten straight plays of like, <laughs> what the heck just happened? Oh, it's just it's bad. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Well, that's our quick takeaways. Um, we're going to run through real quick to give everyone an update on top fours, where everybody lands. Um, so quarterbacks, we have Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. Um, RBs, and that Mahomes falls out of the list. Um, RBs, we have Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon at three, Najee Harris is at four. Wide receivers, we have Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. And tight ends, we have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, and TJ Hawkinson. Um, as far as the list goes, is Anybody know any of the big point differentials or like one, how far two is away from one? I can tell you, I haven't pulled up. What do you want? I do know? know. I do know. I think there's a huge gap between one and two on the tight ends list and three and four. Uh, oh, you yeah. Wanted... I think we talked about that last week, didn't we, John? Where, yeah, but Mark, uh, Andrews has kind of closed the gap, but Kelsey, Kelsey's at 186 and Andrews is at 172. And then it drops from 172 to 131 and 130 for Waller and Hawkinson, respectively. Mm. So big gap between one and two and three for sure. And then what about Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel? Uh, still have a big lead? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's almost 50 points. Mm. And Debo's Cooper incredible, Cooper. so that's just a testament to how amazing Cooper Cup has been. Yeah. Well, what about his – I feel like I was – did he have any – receiving yards or something Debo. Like at one time i saw her he had two touchdowns and no receptions and no yards and i was like yeah what? So, yeah so this week he had one catch for 12 yards that's all he had but then he had uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry he had four catches wait no no i'm sorry i'm right he had no, one he catch had... for 12 yards on four targets that's what i was looking at but he had six carries for 66 yards and two touchdowns. So they're kind of using him the same way that, I mean, not to the same extent, but the way the Falcons are using yeah, uh, yeah. Patterson. So he's kind of become a, a really, and I, I think I read today that like they average like nine points when Debo Samuel lines up at running back, or, or I'm sorry, nine yards when Debo Samuel lines up at running back or something like that. So they're, incredibly effective on plays when Debo's at running back. So it's a shame he's out for a couple weeks, but I think he's going to be a really, really big contributor for uh, whoever has him in any fantasy league in the playoffs. So, hey, quick, quick thing here. Debo leads the league uh, or leads receivers in rushing touchdowns with five. Who do you think number two is? 
and how many do they have? Robert Woods with th- with two. Nope, not Robert Woods. He has one. Honeycut. It's obviously not Patterson. He's like low hanging fruit that you should say. Well, he's a he's, he's a, a running, running back. back, and that's that's true. He is a running back. Undesignation. Um, man, I I don't. Tyree Kill. Nope. Tyreek Hill has none. Yeah, does Tyreek Hill go on a handoff? I know they the Rams hand off to Robert Woods, it seems, all the time. So Yeah, that's a good guess. I, that's where I was going to go. Jarvis Landry has two. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a handful of guys at one. Okay. So Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What about the running back? Did, has Austin Eckler gained any ground on Taylor? Uh, I don't remember what the gap was last week, but Taylor has almost 50 points on Eckler. So, mm. Big, big, big. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it was crazy to see Jalen Hurts as number one last week. Um, oh, he was number one last week? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. And he could close the gap. I mean, he's only six points behind Allen. So yeah, he had, um, a, he had a terrible week this week. I mean, terrible. Yeah. So and he's and still he number played, two. He yeah. plays the Jets. Oh so. gosh, he could score a lot of points. Um, yeah. Well, any other any other thoughts on top fours or the player rankings? King Henry's finally out of the top four. Oh, we got what, we have like to mention five, four weeks after he got hurt or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. That's insane. Finally fell out of the top four. Wow. All right. Well, that concludes our top fours. Um, we want to roll on to top performers. Let's do it for week twelve. Will kick us off. Who is yeah. your top performer? This one, and we we've talked about him before, but he, I mean, he was amazing this week. Leonard Fournette, regular season Lenny. 17 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns to go along with seven receptions, 31 yards, and a touchdown. By the way, he was drafted 90th overall, and he's sitting there at running back position six, ranked six for running backs. So, I mean, the guy has been especially later on in the season. He was okay at first, but starting in week four, He's had 16, 21, 30, 17, 7.3, then 17.2, 13.4, and 45.1. He's been consistently between solid and great for the last eight weeks. I mean, the guy's been really, really good. So um, kudos if you've got him because I'm sure he went either very low in a lot of drafts or and was just an afterthought for the first few weeks of the season, but he's – Really turned it on and really become a really really good player for the for the um, Bucks and that from a fantasy perspective he's just been really good. So Leonard Fournette playoff winning and it just looks like he's getting in playoff form. Well, I, mean, I, no, I think he gets a bad rap for his time in Jacksonville. Like I think he was in Jacksonville for what three years and he had two one thousand yard rushing seasons. Like, oh yeah, I had him on my t- fantasy team. He was good. He was a good player. He got hurt. I think his second year he dealt with a lot of injuries or whatever. But like, I feel like with like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns, maybe not as much recently, but like, you know, in the past you know decade, it's just like terrible organizations where good players go and they can't develop or they can't grow. Like. And I think Leonard Fournette struggled with that in Jacksonville. I just think he was a good player, but like 
Jacksonville for such a long time has been an organization where good players go and they just can't grow. So I think he's in Tampa Bay where obviously he's in a really good situation. I think it's, it's showing. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I'll go next. Um, I was going to bring up uh, Elijah Mitchell. He had 28.8 points, 120 or 133 yards, one TD on the ground, five receptions for 35 yards. The crazy part, as far as it is um, relevant for our league, this guy was on the bench. Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't. And, I, mean, and I still, I still lost against him, but I, I, he was on the bench. Just crazy. Which is crazy. So, um, Tony Jones Jr. You know, that's someone you got to start if he's available. Yes. So. Yeah. Start him over this guy. Got to. So, looked like he he was the guy um, for the 49ers, and we'll see if this continues to develop um, or if maybe Debo takes away. I know he's out for a few weeks, but is he going to take away some carries? I don't know. But this guy performed well last week, and we'll see if it continues. So that's my top performer. Lassie, who you got on your list? Yeah, two guys. I uh, will mention one already, but um, Jalen Waddell uh, has really come in, into form. He's He had nine receptions on 10 targets, 137 yards, and a touchdown for 29.7 points. That's a season uh, and obviously career high because he's a rookie. Um since week six, he's averaged almost 10 targets a game. I think it's like nine and a half targets a game uh, since week six. So he had a slow start and has, they've really gotten him involved in the offense. Um, and like, like we've, like Will mentioned, uh, maybe one of the only fantasy relevant players on the Dolphins. Um, I was kind of down on him after his slow start. Didn't think it was going to pan out, but he's really come into shape. So, uh, and then our guy, we've got to mention him. He is back. Corderell Patterson, 16 rushes for 108 yards, two touchdowns, two uh, receptions on three targets for 27 yards, uh, 25, 28.5 points. He's RB9 on the year, which is just a tremendous value, I think, because he was undrafted. Wasn't he in our league? Um, I believe so. So, anyway, just cool to see him come back, and, and he was actually a run, like, you know, was more like a running back this game. I didn't watch it, but obviously 16 rushes. Um, you know, he's had games in the past where he's had more, a lot more receptions and stuff, but um, the dude is back. Um, he's the glue guy for Atlanta. So we'll see if they can you turn wanted, things around. So just a funny note, I looked up where Cordero Patterson was drafted and you're right. He was not drafted, but he's been traded one, two, three. <laughs> I was going to mention this. And now a fifth time in our league. And the funny thing is, is he just got traded for DJ Moore. The first oh, trade he that. was in, DJ Moore was included in the <laughs> trade. So the guy has just been. That is funny. I mean, no one wants this guy. So, But then you I, do want him. It's just weird. Oh, thing. no. Trust me. Whenever I saw that Kyle just traded for him, I texted Kyle immediately. was like, who do you want for Patterson? <laughs> so I I was I was ready to jump on him last night. <laughs> he's been on your team. He's been on your team. Yeah, he's been on my team. Oh, so. He has got to be the most traded player just because of his value and like I can't people, imagine he's not. People keep wanting to get like, oh, he's playing well, so I want to trade. I want to flip him for a player, and so I feel like he's got to be like kicking the can to the next team kind of guy. And he keeps performing though. It's the crazy part. Yeah, I mean, I acquired him and then traded him, and I texted Kyle right after. I was like, maybe I want him back. I was like, <laughs> okay. 
What can I get for him? Well, and so now Kyle's had him twice or? Yes. 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 So Kyle was the first trade with him. And he didn't he got even him, play for him, right? He or... got him from Bird. And then the next week he traded him to CMC. Yeah, to me. And mm-hmm. then CMC flipped him to me. I flipped him to Funky Town. That's kind of part of a, a three-way trade. And now Funky Town is flipping him back to Daddy Kyle <laughs> for DJ Moore. Just crazy. <laughs> that is insane. So. Oh, uh, I got to get in on it, man. I, I want him now. I, I got to have him. Nah, you're you don't like trading, so you're you're right. I shy away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, I was gonna mention this because we've mentioned this player on the podcast, and just throwing this out there. Um, so I'm gonna throw out some stats, and I want y'all to try to guess this. Um, so this week, this player, um, for the first time this year, scored over 15 points. Had a touchdown, had its highest amount of yards, had five receptions and 10 targets. Who do y'all feel like this player is? It's a wide receiver. Hmm. It's we have be embarrassing about- if he's on my team. <laughs> we have talked about him before <laughs> of being someone who people talk about all the time and he just never lives up to it. Oh, Odo Beckham Jr. He had a good week this week. Is that your that, about? that is correct. Yeah. That is he, correct. he was fantasy relevant for maybe the first time this season this week. Was it the first I, time? Um he the high he had scored thirteen point seven in week three <laughs> and twelve point nine in week six. But so this was his third game over single digits all season long. Correct. Gee whiz. And he was drafted <laughs> he was drafted in the sixth round, so not great. Not obviously super high, but still, that's just yeah. terrible. But, but yeah, he I had mean, a good week this week. He had ten targets, so I feel like he's gonna. He, they're gonna try to get him the ball with Robert Woods. So what? What will this look like for the rest of the season? That's my next question. Is he gonna be fantasy relevant for the rest of the year? I, my guess is he'll do around ten to fifteen points most games. Okay. Any thoughts? Yeah, I I was. I mean, I. I agree. Uh, I was looking at um, how many what how how many targets and receptions did he have again? He, he had, had ten targets, and ten. five receptions, five, five and ten. Yeah. So I was looking. I mean, their other guy who's com- competing for number two, their number two spot there is Van Jefferson. Uh, he had nine targets um, and three receptions, ninety three yards, and a touchdown. So for eighteen point three points. So I, th- I think it'll be interesting. I wonder if if maybe it'll turn out to be something. Um, kind of how we've talked about uh, Honeycutt before about Thielen and Jefferson kind of have a big game and the other one does, doesn't, and then they could mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth. I wonder if it'll be that way with uh, Van Jefferson and OBJ. With the two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Cooper Cup, is- obviously he's going to be incredible this I mean, the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That's no question. My, my thought is he'll probably be about where he is, you know, five catches, 50 to 100 yards, but I'm not going to assume he's going to score a touchdown a game. So, you know, I think 10 to 15 is probably pretty fair for mm-hmm. for what he's going to do. And did he did he sign a one-year deal or a two-year deal? I don't know. One-year, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, pretty sure he's a free agent after this season again. I'm sure he'll want to try to finish well to be able to land somewhere, but we'll see. We will see. Well – 
Do we have any other info as far as just fantasy news um, before we get into our league specifically? Any other stuff we want to talk through? Do you want to um, look at kind of rest of season schedule? Yeah, let's let's kind of see. Give them some info as far as what players may be good going into a playoff run, playoff so stretch. I have by position, and I also have um, by team, like overall team. Cool. Start by position. So for quarterback, the easiest um, easiest uh, matchups for quarterback moving forward is uh, Philadelphia's two is, and this is comes from Mike Clay. Uh, he's a fantasy analyst on ESPN. For those of you who don't know, um, and he does he basically ranks every team's position based on raw and adjusted scores um, for the teams they will play and how they've done against that position. So Philadelphia is two and three. Pittsburgh is one and four. Um, Vegas is four and two. Green Bay is six and one. Uh, so they're, those are all kind of the top bet, you know, you ha- teams that have the easiest matchup for quarterbacks on the worst is, uh, New England, um, Indiana, um, or the, yeah, the Colts and then, um, Chicago, uh, and Buffalo actually are kind of the, t- the bottom four there. Um, so, uh, you know, Looking good for a Derek Carr, for Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I think he has a lot of potential to finish as QB1 on the year, which is just nuts. Big Ben, we've talked about. It has an easy schedule, so maybe that'll help the rest of the team. Um, Dallas is pretty easy. They have five and nine. So they're, you know, Dak and Aaron Rodgers both have pretty good matchups uh, the rest of the way. Okay. Interesting. So that's a quarterback look. Uh, what about um, RBs? Running back Denver is the easiest for running backs. They're ranked first and first in raw and adjusted. Um, Interesting. And Javante Williams looked really good after I let made him let him go for my team. So Miles <laughs> Gaskin looks really good after I let him go for my team. There's a pattern here. If you don't know, if if you get a player from me, expect him to do really good um, after you get him from me. So. Denver is first. Kansas City, good news for CEH. Uh, they're two and four. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Chargers uh, are seven and seven. Um, Chicago's three and 11. That's those are kind of the top ones. Hardest matchups is New England, the, um, New Orleans, the Jets, Carolina has one of the hardest, Buffalo, Sony. Those, those teams, um, are you may want to stay away from or not count and, on? And sorry, you said running back New Orleans was one of the toughest. Is that what you just said? Yes. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Twenty nine and twenty five. Hmm. That's got hmm. me thinking. Well, it's got me thinking. Hmm. Me too. Me <laughs> too. Well, you know, the owner of the running back in New Orleans said he was up for grabs. Exactly right. In, in our league, he did. He did. Yeah. Is that coincidence? I don't know. No, I do not think it is. I don't. Well, actually, maybe it is. Bryce listens to a lot of fantasy football podcasts. So. He does. He does. I'm sure he listens and follows Mike Clay on Twitter. So, sure. uh, wide receiver is uh, Philadelphia has a good a good uh, run with two and four. Tennessee yeah, is four and two, like we've talked about. Dallas is three and five. So. Uh, you know, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, those guys, um, you know, have, have good matchups. Hardest for wide receivers, 
bad news for Michael Pittman Jr. Um, is the Colts have a hard, tough rest of the way. Cincinnati has tough rest of the way. Atlanta, uh, New England, yeah, Washington. Those guys have tough rest of the way. Um, tight ends is Washington is top. So Logan Thomas back. He has a good, uh, actually they're ranked one and one. Um, so they have a good, good I outlook. Seeing, I'm seeing a pattern here. Bryce just went out and got Logan Thomas too. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm not, I'm not buying Logan Thomas though. Yeah. Denver. So Noah Fant has a good, a good outlook. Houston. Who is the tight end for Houston? Does anybody know? Who cares? No clue. <laughs> They have a good outlook. Hardest, <laughs> hardest is uh, guys. Buffalo. We should know this. We, um, we're a fantasy podcast. Buffalo, Chicago, um, Tampa Bay. Gronk has a bad outlook. Twenty seven, twenty seven. Interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. So, anyway. Jordan Akins. Jordan Akins. Nope. Uh, Brevin Jordan is the Houston title. <laughs> What, how many points wow. is like? What's been his average? Points? He's projected six point five this week. Uh, he had thirteen point one, two point nine, one point seven, and eleven point three the last four weeks. So, not the worst, but the eleven point three was against the Jets. So. so, and then if we're if we're looking at a team like the overall team, get this, guys, Jalen Hurts. And Philadelphia has they're, they're technically ranked second as far as easiest strength of schedule remaining, but just get catch this lineup here. They are at the Jets versus Washington versus the Giants at Washington versus Dallas. I mean, we, so we would say Dallas is their toughest game, right? Oh yeah, would we, would we all agree yeah. with that? Well, Washington's defense has has looked better the last few weeks, but yes, I still think Dallas is going to be the toughest matchup. Gosh, man, what a so. Do they make the playoffs? Dallas, I mean, have, who's not looking good the last yeah. – Yeah. I guess they looked good two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, can, ago, can Philly yeah. – Philly has a chance to catch Dallas for sure. Yeah. With Especially because they, they're playing everyone in the division, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Wow. Crazy. Interesting. I mean, Jalen – like you said, Jalen Hurts has a great shot. At the end, I top think, quarter. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. I'm just gonna throw Which, it out there. Man, that is that is so crazy to me. But we we did all agree that he had a really high floor. Yeah, and so that's proven to be. It's pretty nice when your floor is first in the league. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well. I think it lets uh, any other points on that as far as what players may be good to hang on to or look for to get for the playoff push. You know, Denver, like I said, Honeycutt has one of the best for tight ends. Noah Fant is available if you're interested. L-O-L. Mm, interesting. Okay. I'll keep that he's, in mind. He's better than Tyler Higby. I'll say that. Yes. I have an ace in my sleeve, though. There's a guy on my bench that is going to be a great tight end. It's going to finish strong. Did you pick up Brevin Jordan? Uh, no, I, I didn't even know his name, so it's not him. Um, it is Tyler Conklin. Okay, dude, come on. <laughs> Do y'all know what team he starts for? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, okay. yeah. Okay. Just checking, just making sure. But you said great tight end, right? 
no, no, no. I said, I said ace up my sleeve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nine point average. That's pretty, pretty nice. I, I don't know yeah. about ace. Maybe he's like a seven up your sleeve. I don't know. A nine up my sleeve. Get it? <laughs> it's like a pair of twos. <laughs> oh, Not God. the worst hand, but you could do better. Where did uh, where does Vikings fall on tight end? Um, I think that now's not the time for you to evaluate help, help your own in. trades. Help me. Now's not the time for you to evaluate your own trades. Bad, bad. Twenty six, twenty two. Oh gosh. Oh, anyways. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's let's get into the FL FFL league itself. And Will, do you want to do the honors? We tried our best to fill in for you last week, but did you listen? Probably not. Nope. What'd oh, you guys say? Gosh. Was it good? It was so good. It was, yeah, it was, it was the best. Don't make fun of me, by the way. Don't make fun of me or not. We did, we, and we uh, jab, two jabs in there. I did say we didn't get any mailbag questions, but we got some mailbag comments about um, about how good we did. So without I'm me, not, how the, I'm the not, podcast is good better without me. Yeah, I'm me. not. I'm not going to share because you know I don't need to. But um, just know that there were hundreds and thousands and millions of them. Well, if you get a problem with me, one, text me. Two, that sounds great. Then I don't do this podcast every week. <laughs> My Tuesday night's just freedom. That sounds good. No, you know you love it. No. I do. I do yeah. actually really enjoy it. But. You complete mm-hmm. you complete the the trifecta. It felt empty. I, mean, we, we I, did don't, our best. I don't need you guys to stroke my ego. I, it's cool. That, that is very true. We should go the opposite, actually. We need um, you to listen so you got some jabs. We, yeah, we gave okay. a few jabs here and there. That sounds good. But anyways, cool. power well, rankings. Here's, here's the power rankings. Um, at this point, by the way, I just want to talk about our standings in our in our league real fast. Um, several teams, in fact, five teams are guaranteed a playoff spot. So only three playoff spots remain. One team is completely out. So six teams are vying for those last three playoff spots. So it's going to be quite tight. And I do think one team of those six is almost guaranteed, but I'll talk about them in a second. But let's do the power ranking. So first, Chubby Girlies. They're actually second in points four, but they have the best record tied with Hold My Cooks, but they're ahead of them in points four. We've been talking about holes in this lineup for a while. So far, it hasn't hurt them too much, um, but they have dropped to second in points four. We'll see what that running back situation looks like. Is Chuba Hubbard going to kind of spell Melvin Gordon here, who's been just, you know, okay the last several weeks especially with Javante Williams kind of emerging Jamar Chase has not played as well Tyler Lockett we talked about that Seattle offense so a lot of question marks about this team in spite of the fact that they've been the best team all year Um, but they're still number one they're second in points four they've been good but uh, there are some holes here uh, that that make this postseason very very interesting um, number two, we have Cooks. Um, ah, tough week this week. Tough week. Their second highest score, Lamar Jackson, scored less than nine points. We've all had weeks like this. Uh, this team doesn't even need to worry about the regular season. They're like uh, the Lakers. All they need to worry about is the playoffs, rest up, you know, whatever. So number two. Number three, big mover this week, if I'm not mistaken, is no keepers. Uh, a huge win. First in points for. Uh, currently, they're six in the standings. Uh, this is the team that I talked about that I think is pretty much uh, guaranteed a playoff spot um, because they do have such a nice gap in 
the points for category from everyone else. Now they've got a couple <laughs> difficult games coming up. So they play Run DMC, um, which is not a cakewalk, even though I think their team is better than Run DMC. And they've got Daddy Kyle, who is going to be doing everything he can to clinch a playoff spot in that week 14 game. So a uh, couple tough weeks um, <clears throat> for keepers, but it's shocking that Omar's team is as good. Uh, Omar, you're welcome for vetoing that trade. I expect oh, everyone gosh. that vetoed the trade to get a trophy instead of Omar <laughs> from the two commissioners. I'm just saying that right now. So, I mean, look, your team is the hottest team in the league, and it could have all just gone like that. So, How much hotter would he be with Alex Collins, though, you know? Oh, my I gosh. Just, I mean, <laughs> What was that? Well, can we go over this trade yeah, one more I, time? Just I was about to say, can we? Posterity's sake. Let's oh, we remember what it actually was. Let's see. Hold Let on. me see. Eckler was involved. To... Eckler was absolutely involved. On one side. And then, like you said, on the other side, it was Collins. Uh, start date. What was this? This is probably like October. Hold on. Let's see. It should be able to. Let's see. I'm so intrigued. Oh, you can look up just by certain team. So Okay, here it is. Here it is. Oh, this is so hilarious. Alex Collins, Amari Cooper, Tyson Williams, and Josh Jacobs for Austin Eckler and Tyler Boyd. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean... Oh, that's pretty bad. None of those guys are good. I mean, Amari Cooper has been hurt. Like, and... I had a conversation about Josh Jacobs last night. Just so uninspiring. Yeah. What a what a ridiculous trade. You're welcome, Omar. We kept so, you Austin Eckler, who's been fantastic. Yes. I, I'm I'm not trying to defend this trade because I think I agree. It's a bad was a bad deal. Tyler Boyd has also been bad. Now oh, I yeah. don't think it, you know he what I mean? To. Like I don't think it's bad, so bad that it makes that a good trade because Austin Eckler obviously is awesome. But I'm just saying, like Let's not be so crazy that Austin Eckler and Tyler Boyd are just so incredible and not worth Amari Cooper and Josh Jacobs. Like, no, 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 no. but not that bad. You know what I mean? I like, think you pull everything away from this trade and you really look at Eckler versus Amari. I, I would think. That, I, don't, that would I don't think you can ignore Josh Jacobs, but you're trading one of the best five players in fantasy this year probably for – a wide receiver two at best in Amari Cooper and a running back two. Like exactly. That's just and at the time you were giving up a flex wide receiver in addition to that. So like it just wasn't it's like Austin Eckler is worth a wide receiver. Like it's got to be like a wide receiver one or a running back one. like you're not a, a wide receiver two and yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs is just not really going to cut it. So I totally anyways. agree. I totally agree. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying it's a good deal by any means. It's but not. But in retrospect, man, this would have been really huge for your team, knowing that yeah. CMC is now done. And yeah, yep, yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, keepers number three again. Omar, you're welcome for keeping you Austin Eckler and not straddling you with Alex Collins, who did amazing this week, by the way. We'll just talk about that one more time. Thank you, Alex Collins. All right, next, number four, we have Gangsta's regular season Lenny playing well, uh, which they needed this week because they had a ton of players on by. Um, 
Jalen Hurts is still amazing. Had a really, really bad week this week, but look for him to bounce back. Uh, this team's going to be tough because Leonard Fournette's been really good. They're really deep at running back. They're deep at tight end, too. Zach Ertz has been playing pretty well as the backup, and they obviously have Travis Kelsey. So uh, this is honestly probably one of my two teams, along with keepers, that I think has maybe the best shot to make a really, really nice run that is already pretty much in the playoffs. I think there's one or two that are outside that can make a run, but for now, keepers and gangsters are the two that are probably most likely in that I think will really do some damage. Uh, next, we have uh, Big Easy. This is tough. Y'all, he, the kicker scored the third most points. Uh, but he had 20, so that's really good. If there's a time when this is not a bummer, this is it. And also, plenty of other players had decent games underneath them, including Henderson, Gage, and Landry, all scored in the high teens uh, just beneath the kicker. So still, A.J. Brown's out, and so can a team with Russell Gage as a starting wide receiver, who I love, by the way, really do some damage in the playoffs going to be tough but josh allen's been great so you know we've, we've talked about how one player especially a player of josh allen's caliber can really tip the scales so um renfro landry henderson are all solid players so we'll, we'll see but this yeah, is a really I, interesting case i will say i wanted to make a comment about just the manager i feel like that he he is a new person to our league this year rookie of the year i guess you could say but i feel like no he's, he's the only one you can't you can't <laughs> Well, not, but not I, that easy, Monty. No, I did want to give him some cred though, because I feel like game, game, week to week, he's been making some really crucial calls on who to play that have have won him the week. Agreed. And, and he continues to make those calls, and it, it has helped him when his roster has kind of been depleted a little bit. Yeah, and he seems to piece it together every week to figure out a way to win. So, so just give him a little kudos. Agreed. I feel like he, he's been doing that week by week. So. Yeah, and only a game back of the teams in first place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, obviously as, not on the same level with points four, so he won't really jump up ahead of any of those teams except for maybe run DMC, but still you and know, then he, a really he's, good option. He's got Clyde on the bench, and he's got Antonio Brown if he comes back. So, yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, next, we have DMC. I just don't think this is a very good team. They're ninth in points four, um, but they're guaranteed to make the playoffs. So, here we are. Um, Alex Collins again, amazing. Just needed two points, only got 1.7. Um, and like I said, they're only this high because they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think you're going to expect this team to do any damage in the playoffs, maybe win a game, but I don't think they're going to get past the semis. Um, for some reason, though, they just keep happening to win. And with the exception of this week, you know, they're they're seven and five, <clears throat> so they they could drop though, as far as you know, seventh or eighth in the playoff standings if they're not careful. So they need to get one more win, really secure their spot kind of in the middle of the playoff pack so they don't have to face uh, one of the top few teams when playoffs come. So uh, next, William Falcons. Uh, I think this team will probably lose this week, and that's probably the most crucial matchup of the week just because Debo Samuel and the Green Bay Packers are on by. However, uh, I think if they can win the week after, they should be in based on their points for um they just need Saquon Barkley to be good. If Saquon Barkley is good, I think this team is the most well-rounded of all the teams. They don't really have a weakness uh if Saquon Barkley can be the player that many expect him to be before the season. So, uh we'll see. Um it's a big if cuz he hasn't been performing super well and he's been hurt a lot, but he was on the field for like 85% of the Giants snaps. So, he's definitely getting the volume uh, from a play standpoint it just needs to translate into yards or touchdowns 
So um, next we have CMC. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey, but they really got a, a gift when Dalvin Cook went down. So Alexander Madison is a good player. Uh, is fantasy relevant? <clears throat> when with Cook, he's really not fantasy relevant. Um, so for now, that's really helpful. Uh, but if this gets to the playoff and Cook gets back, this team's going to really, really struggle because without Christian McCaffrey, they do still have Najee Harris, who's been great. We kind of talked about him earlier, but they really need to find somebody to step up in that running back two position because no one's going to fill the gap like CMC did. So this team lost a lot of really good uh, capital when, when that happened. So uh, next, uh, we've got Bird. Uh, this team is one game back of a playoff spot. Uh they're ahead in points four of the ninth and eighth place teams. So uh, they could make something happen here, but they've got a pretty tough matchup this week. Uh, the last week they play Cooks, and this week they play Gangstas. So really, really tough. And next we have Matty Ice. Another week, another loss. Uh, I think this team's toast. They need they need to win this week or else they're they're done and they've got a, a tough game. Devonta Adams is going to be not playing. He's on bye. Daddy Kyle needs a win as well. It's going to be a really tough matchup. Uh, Daddy Kyle eleventh, really just not a good team, but they're sitting in a playoff spot if I'm not mistaken in the eighth spot. Let me just double check that. I'm pretty sure that's right. No, they're, they're actually seventh. Ninth. They're ninth. Oh, they're the first out. Yeah, they're the first out. So they also need a week this week. They're really motivated against Matty Ice. And then finally, Funky Town. Who cares? They're out. Sorry. They're out, but commend him for still making moves. You know? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Look, Lance is the consummate professional. Okay? You know, you can always expect him to be responsive and active, and it's it's fantastic. Obviously a valuable addition to our league, but who cares? Sorry. Not, not this year. Former <laughs> champ. Former champ. Hold your head high. Only One of only four. Uh, individuals still in the league that are a former champ. So only a third of the league has won it. You know, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And it's crazy. So that's it. Those are the power rankings. Nice. So really, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The seven through 11 are really the ones that are still in like fighting for the playoff spots, right? From my perspective, yes. I think the sixth place team keepers is so far ahead in points four, like they could theoretically lose the next two games and potentially be out. Um, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. But. Man, last week was such a big matchup when I was playing him and he just smoked me. So, gotcha. so He's hot. anyways, His team is hot right now. Yeah. Honeycutt, I need you to win this week, actually. Like, I really do need you to win because I need you to beat Daddy Kyle so Daddy Kyle doesn't leapfrog me in the standings. That's imperative, mm-hmm. which is why I want to trade with you and help you out. But you are being difficult. But then so. the next week, you're wanting to beat me. Yeah, obviously. Of course, I want exactly. to beat you. Yeah. I can't help you too much there. But if you don't win this week, you're out. You got to. <laughs> it's true. like Honeycutt, you played baseball, kind of. You played for CBC, so kind of played baseball. Well, I played college <laughs> baseball, actually. College baseball again at Central Baptist College. Oh, okay. Again, so I, I didn't play at all. So whatever. Exactly. Uh, so you know how whenever a team is facing elimination, they do whatever they can to win that game. They focus backs, on that backs game. against the wall. Yeah, exactly. They focus on winning that game. 
They don't worry about the next game because the next game is irrelevant if you don't win this game. That should be your mentality. Something you should relate to. I mean, you theoretically play college baseball. So, anyways, those are the power wow. rankings. That's what's up. I get no cred for being a college athlete here. No. You, okay. you might say that Honeycutt has more in common with these players we talk about than you and I do, Will. Some could say you might. That. You yes. might say that, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Okay, that's our power rankings. Um, we do have a lot of teams on by this week. So, John, you want to run through those? A lot of players. Yeah, so the Browns, Titans, Packers, and Panthers are all on by. Uh, so, you know, for Browns, you're looking at Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, um, Dearness Johnson. Those guys are all out. Um, no one else really for the Browns is really relevant, right? Um the defense, maybe. I don't know. Is their defense any good? Um, They're okay. Uh, Titans, so Tannehill, and then the Titans running backs, and that's about it. Their other guys are injured, um, so they haven't been relevant. Packers, you obviously have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, um, A.J. Dillon, and Devontae Adams um, are all out. I can't forget about Big Bob Tanyan as well. Um, and Carolina, you got D.J. Moore, Chuba Hubbard, Cam Newton, and that's also about it. Their defense has been okay as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of this is, I guess, besides the big bye week where we had like six teams out, I feel like this might be the most um, that we've had since then. Yeah. And let's just talk about Cam Newton for a second. Wow. Did he come, did he come back to earth? Jeez. Yep. For real. The hype train was so high, and then it was so low. I was so mad. So I didn't. I was following the Carolina game just through the app. I wasn't watching it or anything, and I didn't know that CMC was out hurt because he had a healthy designation the whole game. Uh, so I was super frustrated that he only had three and a half points. And I remember a cup. There's like two or three series in a row when Carolina got the ball, and I was like, "Yes, okay, they have the ball. I'm going to watch." And it literally said. Cam Newton incomplete to J.J. Moore. Cam Newton incomplete to Robbie Anderson. Cam Newton incomplete to Robbie Anderson. Punt. And I was like, literally three times, two or three times in a row. I'm like, Cam Newton is terrible. He's terrible. Very frustrating. I can see, I can see how that is. But, um, and then I think we, like we talked about, we had a trade. Um, two trades. Two trades. Well, one is. I don't think one's processed yet. But. Yeah. But, I mean, like we talked about, Funky Town, fellas, just a professional, a legend, you may say. I feel like he has the most trades, right? He's been involved in the most trades? I think so. Me or him, maybe. We can can probably look that up. Hold on, let me see. I feel like he's been in every trade recently. Anyways, keep going. What were you saying? Well, so what the recent trade was. Also, uh, hold on, time out. Can we just talk about something? As far as moves go, oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to talk about it in the matchups. All right, never mind. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I just thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> um, no, I, I need to. I'll look. I'll try and look up uh, trades. But anyways. okay, well, Funky Town fellows traded with DMC um, Logan Thomas for Marvin Jones Jr. So kind of felt like just a swap. Things people team teams need. Logan Thomas is back. How what would his production look like? Not sure, but Marvin Jones has kind of be, been hit or miss. Um, what are any thoughts on that trade from y'all? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Marvin Jones is that good. Um, Logan Thomas, it's he's kind of a question mark. So that didn't. I wasn't really paying attention to that trade that much. This is this to me is an irrelevant trade. Logan, like you look at the Washington offense, and none of the pass catchers are particularly good. The best one is Terry McLaurin, and I thought he'd do much better than he did this season. I think the next highest was Ricky Seals Jones, who averaged like eight point three points. So I don't think Logan Thomas is really going to move the needle like people thought he would at the beginning of the season. So this this trade is superfluous to get. DMC and to an option, a, a, another attempt at an option at tight end. Yeah, for sure. Feel the same. It's like, eh. Um, and then again, <laughs> Funky Town Fellas trades DJ Moore to Daddy Kyle for Cordell Patterson. Yeah, I don't know. This one is hard because I feel like DJ Moore has not been that great, but I think he's like wide receiver 13 on the year. I don't know if that's just because he had a hot start or what. Um, but again, we talked about Cam Newton. You know, I think at one point they benched him for whoever their backup is, and maybe it was just garbage time. But it, any, anyway, I don't know uh, if DJ Moore is that good. And, and Patterson has proved us wrong week in and week out. I mean, he's been really, really good. So, um, you know, I don't know. So, I don't really know what Funky Town was looking for. I don't know who he's – maybe he's going to – maybe he's thinking that, we'll, you know, Javante Williams fills in and – for his running back, but Patterson's back with Daddy Kyle. Yeah. Is this trade veto? Like, should we veto this trade? Legit question. No. Okay. I, I, I don't think I don't I don't, I don't think, think so. It's I don't definitely not even, but I don't think it's I don't think it's egregious enough to, to be vetoable. I, I agree. Like there in my mind, there are some that just stick out to you and like, okay. Hold yeah, up. this is this is not one of them in my opinion, but yeah, it's definitely not even. But I don't think it's uneven enough to warrant it. But I was just curious. So. Yeah, I mean, DJ Moore has done pretty well. He's had one. He averages two, fifteen points. Three, four, five, six. Which is he's had bad. six weeks over fifteen points. He's had some really big weeks. Yeah, but he's also and he's had a few low. So he averages fifteen. Patterson averages nineteen. So there's like a four point difference, which is pretty big, but. You know, Lance has some decent running backs on his roster, including Javante Williams, like you mentioned. And, you know, Antonio Gibson's good. And he, I guess, wants to do someone other than Elijah Moore as a starting wide receiver, which makes sense. I mean, he has T. Higgins, but yeah. Who, play, who played well last week. But. Yeah. But anyways. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Good trades. Good trades, everybody. Yeah. All right. Um what about matchup previews, predictions? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly through these. Let's roll. Who's well, ready? Before, before we get into it, can we get a quick update on scores? Yes. So uh, this week, sadly, I need to report Will has taken the lead in the matchups y'all. by a game. Oh, Will is 36 and 30. Matthews thirty three and thirty three back to five hundred and I'm thirty five and thirty one. Well, let's watch my lead grow. All right, y'all ready? We doing this? Let's do it. Do you want to lead off? Yeah, I'm gonna lead off. I'm back in front like I should be. So let's lead off. Let's do it. All right. So CMC versus Falcons. I think this is probably the biggest game of the week. It has the most playoff implications. Because uh, I do think the winner of this almost assuredly guarantees their themselves a spot in the playoffs. Uh, but I think with 
Madison being in and Cook being out, and I think with Debo out and the Packers on by, I think this is CMC. So uh, this one I think is one of the easier ones to predict this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the The Falcons haven't gotten to boast their full strength lineup since the beginning of that big three way or three team trade uh, with CMC and the fellas. Uh, and this week, unfortunately for the Falcons, is no different. Kyler is back, uh, but he, you know, we'll see if he can bit break this back from injury curse that we've seen. Um, Jones and Dylan are both out. Debo's out. Falcons are relying on Tevin Coleman for their RB two, and that's tough. Um, like Will said, big playoff implications here, and I think CMC is going to take it. Yeah, I feel like, man, if if the Falcons had one more player that was back from the, that's on their bench that was healthy, I would want to give it to them. But like y'all said, I'm going to go with CMC. All right. Next, we have Funky Town versus Big Easy. You know, who cares? Big Easy. Funky Town's out. Big Easy's in. This one doesn't have many playoffs, but I'm going Big Easy. Yeah, fellas have been knocked out of the playoffs. They have a 0% chance, according to ESPN Fantasy app. Still proud of them, like we said, for making big moves. Big Easy has filled in the gaps nicely, like we've talked about after losing Henry. Uh, big Easy's going to take this one pretty easily. Bold prediction here. If Henderson plays, because he has a he's questionable, he's going to post his highest score of the season. Um, he needs 24.8 more uh, points or more to do so. So that's my prediction. I'm gonna. I need to. I gotta catch up somehow. So I'm gonna call the upset here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that Funky Town Fellows figures out a way to win this week. All right. Next we have Daddy versus Matty Ice. Uh, Matty Ice isn't very good, but they get a much needed win this week, even without Devontae Adams. So. Whoa! Wow! Shocker! This is another. I don't, I don't actually think that. However, I need it to happen for my own playoffs uh, uh, positioning. So I'm hoping it to be true, even though I don't think there's really much. Yeah. I think this is another matchup with, with some big playoff implications. Um, Maddie ice had a tough loss to no keepers this week. I just want to point this out uh, based on projections as of, as of today, when I was prepping this, they only have the advantage in points uh, in QB and defense and kicker. And Daddy Kyle doesn't have a QB or kicker rostered who they can play yet. So Yeah, I think that's I think I saw that as well. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. No, it's not. Will Will Gaskin Boomer Bust, will Maddie Ice keep Cortland Sutton in the lineup when he has been terrible along with all the other Denver wide receivers? Have Russ and DK given up on the season? Big questions for Maddie Ice here. I don't think they'll have enough juice to get it done. Daddy Kyle takes it and knocks Maddie Ice out of the playoffs. Bold prediction. Daddy Kyle outscores Matty Ice in each positional area except defense. Great. Yeah, I'm actually going to go against myself, and I'm going to try to kind of do this uh, uh, backwards, whatever you want to call it, hex on myself. I'm going to go with Daddy Kyle. It, and obviously the matchups, they're going to plug in a quarterback. They're going to plug in a um, – kicker and they're gaining Cordell Patterson to put in the lineup as well and gaining extra points there. So sounds like, sounds like Honeycutt needs to make a move. Yeah. Some may say that. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with daddy Kyle on this one. I'm going to give it to him. He's probably going to beat me. All right. Next we have chubby versus cooks. 
I mean, again, who cares? But I'm going Cooks. They're both in. They don't need to worry about it. Cooks. Yeah, this is a uh, matchup for the division leader uh, and for their division, and I think the number one overall seed. Cooks is looking really strong despite auto-drafting, complaining that he auto-drafted, and then only making five moves all season long, which, by the way, the league average is 19 to 20, and another, by the way, DMC has made 64. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) See, this is DMC just (laughs) grasping at straws to improve his team and yet always being unable to. (laughs) Man. Um, Yeah. Cooks is going to take this. I mean, yeah, Cooks is going to take this one. I think uh, my bold prediction on this one is Jonathan Taylor outscores all of Chubby's running backs by 20 or more by himself. Nice. Uh, I'm also going with Cooks. I think you're going to slide in to re-kill um, to the lineup, and that is going to bolster it. And so going Cooks over Chubby. Great. Cool. Uh, Gangsters versus Bird. Again, this one is not that relevant. I mean, it, Bird could really make an impact if he wins and really kind of push himself up into that playoff picture, but I don't think so. Gangsters is a better team than going Gangsters. Yeah, I'm going to take Gangsters here. Uh, I do think it has some playoff implications, um, and I wonder if this might be the week that Birdman plays both Zeke and Pollard in the same time at the same time, which might be kind of fun to see. But Gangsters is going to take it, and uh, Hertz is going to have a big game and get back to QB one on the year. Yeah, going gangsters over bird. That's all I got. And then finally, keepers versus DMC. Keepers is probably, in my opinion, the hottest team in the league. I don't think DMC is very good. Keepers. Yeah, you know, I actually originally uh, picked DMC for this team or for this game, but I, I changed my pick before we started. We've been dogging on DMC all season, but he has put up uh, put up a lot of wins. He is coming off of a really tough loss at the Falcons because freaking Alex Collins couldn't run three. Yes, three yards. Just bad. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, no keepers, like Will said, is really hot. They have QB three, running back two, wide receiver six, wide receiver ten, and tight end four. Uh, as their core, that's pretty good. Um, and the last team time this team met, no keepers, uh, one over DMC, one forty to eighty seven. Um, and it's going to be another beat down. So no keepers takes this one. Huh. Let's see. I I think I'm going to go with DMC here. I like the mashups. Um, I would love a better player than McKissick, even though he's been catching a ton of passes. He uh, in Washington. Because that's all they got. Um, I think still... he's hurt. Kissick? I wonder if he's. Yeah, that's what I heard today. I thought I could. Question. He's. Yeah, he is. He's questionable. Okay. But I mean, he's got five, four, eight, four, eight. He's got a ton of passes. So I'm gonna go with DMC over no keepers. Alrighty. And does that conclude matchups? That concludes it. All right. Well, folks, nice podcast this week. Good work. It is. Good work. Yep. Good good week going into playoffs. Let's do this thing. Yeah, let's see how it wraps up. All those uh, managers out there as far as playoffs go, um, good luck to you. Hope you get a win. Um, Any closing statements? 
let's just wrap up this fantasy football season with style. You know, it's almost over. Let's make the most of it. Go big or go home. Keep it chilly, my friends. Follow us on the Instagram and the Twitter and shoot us a mailbag question or a mailbag comment. We'd love to discuss it. I'm listening to Fantasy Football Podcast.